I believe every one of us can create beautiful images, feel fulfilled and improve our well-being through photography. The Quiet Landscapes podcast explores the life and work of photographers, creatives and thought leaders through monthly conversations that will inspire you. My name is Margaret Soraya and I'm delighted that you are listening. I'm delighted to have Finn Hopson with me today and he is a photographer who lives in Brighton and he creates images from where the South Downs meets the sea and he also runs the Brighton Photography Gallery. So thank you so much for joining me today, Finn. Um, I think we met um, quite a few years ago, didn't we, at the On Landscape Conference? I don't know if you remember that, do you? Do you remember that? I do, I remember. Yeah, I, I think I'd found your work um, through... I think it must have been through the Togcast. I think you'd already done a Togcast interview. So I think I was following your work anyway. And, and we were all walking around with name badges on. So I would have probably spotted you and said hello at some point. But I think it was the morning after both of us went for a swim in Ellswater. <laughs> That's right. And I remember going down the lake in November in the rain and the wind. And the lake was really whipped up and thinking this is a really silly idea. And I'm fairly sure I saw you or someone else going in somewhere else further down the lake. And I thought, no, this is OK. Someone else is doing it. Kind of makes you feel safe, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, sort of. <laughs> sort of, I know. I remember, yeah, that's what I remember first meeting you. I think we chatted throughout that weekend didn't we and uh, realized we had that shared interest in being in the water and still do probably more than we did then probably <laughs> I'd imagine but we'll get into that definitely um first of all I would really like to know a little bit about your history because I don't know anything about about you um so I know that you live in Brighton but how long have you been a professional photographer for I've I th- well this is funny isn't it this this idea of you know becoming a professional I think the work in the gallery spans about about 11 years, I think. The work that I'm kind of selling is, 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 is about sort of 11 years worth. But I don't feel like I've been doing it just for a living for, for that long. A lot of that work was, you know, the earlier stuff was made before. Um, so I think probably, I, I guess if I could say I'm a full-time sort of professional, I guess when I got the gallery going, that felt like the point where it became my absolute full-time, I'm not doing anything else job. So that was seven years ago, almost exactly seven years ago. Um, but before that I was working as a photographer, but it was, I was self-employed and I was doing bits of photography work and video editing work and the photography work wasn't necessarily the photography I wanted to be doing. It was just photography to pay the bills. And then the kind of more landscape work was a bit more, you know, the, the fun side of things and I could sell some prints every now and again, but the gallery opening was probably the point where I, I suppose I could tick the professional box and get my official little badge that says I'm a professional or whatever you're supposed to get. Yeah, actually, you described that really well, actually, because I've been a wedding photographer for 17 years and trying to transition into that full time landscape. It's not easy, is it? Because, you know, when you've got families to support and um, you, it, it's t- it took me a long time to transition. So um, I suppose that's maybe similar with you. But I suppose once you've got a gallery, you have to make that work then because that's your that's it, isn't it? Yeah, that was the thing. That was the slightly terrifying thing. But it's I'm. I'm a real sort of deadliner. I'm not a very good kind of planner and get everything done early and sensibly. I, I need a bit of pressure. I need something putting the pressure on to get me to pay the bills and do the work and all that sort of thing. So actually, I'm quite good at saying yes to things like, you know, would you like a gallery, <laughs> essentially. So I, I, I took on that uh, thinking I would make it work optimistically, and it, and it has. But um, but that was a really good kick to really start making the work that I wanted to be making and doing it for you know doing it for a living and trying to actually pay bills and it's absolutely terrifying but it, but 
I've been self-employed since 2003 or four, I think. And so, you know, it's always been terrifying. And this is at least terrifying about doing the work that I love. So it's it's a really good version of terrifying so far. <laughs> I love that. It is, isn't it? You just sort of lurch from one thing to the other. And I think you get used to that, don't you? I do anyway. I've got used to that kind of like, well, let's do it and see if it works or not. And the terrifying kind of it, it's there, but it's also quite good fun, isn't it? Because you've just got used to doing that maybe. Does that make sense to you? No, it does. Absolutely. I can't imagine doing anything else. I, I, I think I quite like it. It's it's terrifying in that it's, you, like you say, you, you, you move from thing to thing and it feels a bit like, you know, if it goes quiet for a little while, have I have I sold my last picture? Have I done my last thing? Have I accidentally retired? And and the older I get, I think, I don't, I'm not super old, but I, yeah, the older I get, the more I kind of start thinking, actually, there's I don't have a fallback position anymore. Um, you know, I don't really have any other, what would I go and do? Um, but it, it keeps me on my toes. I quite, it's like I say, it's a, it's a sort of useful bit of pressure in the background. And as long as I don't let that get on top of me and let any sort of anxiety build up around work and I keep enjoying myself, it's, it's, it's a nice way to be. It's a nice balance of, you know, creativity and, and kind of, you know, sociability with people and customers. And it's, it's actually most of the time, it's a really nice way to work. So are you in the gallery every day then? No, I'm there now. I was at first. Um, but I've got I've got a really excellent uh, colleague who who works a few days a week for me. So I'm currently over the summer I'm in there about three days a week, sort of full days, and then quite often I pop down in the mornings, often for a swim, kind of useful. Um, so I pop down and I and I and I deal with the various bits that need doing, and then I can escape again. So I've tried to find a kind of I'm committed to being there about half the week. Um, and actually, since the lockdowns ended, we've been closing one day a week. Uh, just in, I just chose a day and thought actually I need. I need a day when nothing's happening and I'm not on call and I can just have a break from work completely. Um, and that's been fantastic. I wish I'd realised that sooner, actually. I think it sounds um, really idyllic to a lot of people to have a gallery. and But the reality of it for me, it's find it a bit scary because I really like to be free to roam. So um, I don't know that I, I would struggle with being tied. But the idea of it is, is wonderful. Um, but also, I think quite... Um, quite daunting to have to to be able to have to sell the amount of work you need to to pay the rent or and to pay yourself as well I, f- I would find that quite daunting and quite pressured actually it is yeah it's a, it's um yeah it feels I mean particularly in the last year or so it's it's been odd to realize that you know we're just I'm sort of reliant on 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 selling these bits of paper to people essentially you know um and it has to be a certain volume of it to make things work but um it's it's a it's a really good to to kind of keep having to make work and keep standing with it and talking to people about it and and kind of listen a bit to what they they think of it or what they're interested in or or try and explain myself to them a little bit and kind of not justify the work but just sort of get out whatever's in my head and and tell them the story of why I took a particular picture or something like that it's it's actually feeds back into the, the the creative process at the beginning it's been a really nice process on the whole I mean you, you obviously get some strange comments from time to time and people who don't understand and that's fine but it's the most amazing amount of feedback um and it, it, it definitely kind of feeds back around not in the kind of like well I'll take pictures that these people want but it helps me sort my head out as to where I am creatively and um especially over time I think I've got a bit more used to the idea that I'm just going to keep sort of doing the things I enjoy and and put them in front of people and be ready to talk to them about it it's I certainly talk to more people about my work than I ever have it's it's kind of amazing and, and it's a really nice balance with 
the fact that a lot of the work making the work in the first place taking the photos is very solitary I'm out on a hill on my own or I'm in the sea on my own or, or with one friend perhaps and I love that solitary side of it I really value that time on my own but I would go mad if I had just had that I think I need something social on the side as a balance um, to kind of keep me sane and actually then if the the gallery feels a bit much and I've, I've done too much talking and you know there are days where I feel like I just talk and talk and talk and I might tell the same story five times then it's really nice to escape into the sea or to escape to the hills and just give myself a bit of headspace to sort of go actually I'm going to just slow down and try and make something new so it's 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 it is a pressure but it's I, I like I say I mean being self-employed and doing other work and things there it's just a different form of pressure in a way there is the downside like you say I'm not I am tied to the location to a certain extent I'm quite tied to the southeast and to Brighton most of the year it's quite difficult to get away on long holidays but that's something we're working on so slowly over time <laughs> we're kind of inching towards a point where I'm bold enough and I think one of the most if I don't think there are any particular kind of upsides to covid but one of the things that I've learned in the last year and a half is that we don't have to open seven days a week all the way through the year to make it work it, it people will come back if we're closed and we were closed for seven months out of 12 which is just the most I couldn't I can't imagine thinking that that would be possible but you know if somebody told me two years ago you're going to close for seven months I would have just given up but it, it's made me realize it's okay to take some more time out and actually go okay we, we could probably squeeze a holiday in or I could travel a bit further abroad and I'm obviously like everyone kind of keen to get out of the UK when we can again so you know it's um yeah it kind of just it, it's evolved into what it is really and it's um it's as pressured as the next person's job I think I don't I wouldn't want to kind of complain that it's very pressured or feel too smug that it's not that pressured compared to lots of other people's really difficult jobs it's sort of weirdly sanguine about it after this last year I think Yes, I think I, I'm um, a lot less, I'm a lot more chilled and a lot more content in my life after COVID. Mm. <laughs> I think great, great gratitude. I think it's got a lot to do with it. Um, and also having that time, the time off to, to see, you know, a different way. It's been amazing for me and to see different routes and paths. And, and yeah, I'm definitely less stressed. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's odd, <laughs> there, are, it? there are upsides. Yeah. It's nice to hear that yeah. from someone else. I mean, it, it has had its moments of enormous stress. But it's really nice to speak to other people and increasingly now things are opening up a bit more, having the chance to speak to other businesses and people a bit like me in Brighton, particularly and other people online and things and realise that, you know, there are some people have begun to realise in some walks of life that there are you know different ways of going about things. And it's so hard when you're on your own doing something like you say and running your own business, you feel like you've got to just push and push and push and push all the time and it. I don't think I'm particularly effective when I'm being like that. I think I'm much better to have a few days of downtime and then come back with a new idea that I've got the energy to achieve you know rather than kind of having the ideas and then feeling like a failure because I don't do them yes absolutely yeah I, I definitely am um, I think when I look at my stress levels before and after a lot less stressed and um, I suppose it was just seeing that actually yeah like you said about the the shop not needing to be open seven days a week I we kind of realized actually yeah, I didn't. I didn't shoot any weddings this year, and I didn't. Um, and the world didn't collapse, and <laughs> and we're all right. We're at the other end of it. So, um, yeah, I think it's been it's been quite positive for me. So it's really nice to hear you you talk about the gallery because it it does sound pretty idyllic actually when you when you frame it like that. You know, having that solitary time. But one of the things I picked up when you were when you were talking was that um, when you said you were talking about your work to your customers, I think that's something that's really valuable, actually, talking about your work, uh, because, as you said, it helps you um, put that into um, 
I'm trying to think of the word for it, to, to understand what you're doing, understand the reasons why you create. The more that we talk about our work, the more that we're forced to talk about our work as well, because if, if you aren't and if you don't have anyone to talk to about it, it, this stuff doesn't come out, does it? And then you don't understand what you're doing. I think it clarifies that whole process in your head more. Um, does that resonate with you? So I think that you're doing that when you're talking to your clients, aren't you? I am, yeah. And I, and I think I realised that I... I've sort of arrived where I am with with the shop and with the setup I've got um, without a kind of particular plan to end up there. I didn't set out 10 years ago to say, right, I'm going to get a gallery and this is why. And and I wasn't, I don't think when I opened it, you know, particularly ready for the questions that people ask you. Um, so it's really, yeah, I think, it, I think that what you said is, is very true. It's, 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 um, it's, it's, it's well, on the one hand trying to sound quite confident that you know what you're talking about and you know why you did what you did but actually a lot of the time you're questioning and kind of going well why why did I do that why am I drawn to do this I don't know I mean I'm, it's it, it's the most fantastic feeling when someone walks in and they see a picture and they might not even say anything they just make a noise that's like a kind of emotional something that they feel for something you've made and you think oh that's amazing that they've also got that from this thing that I made and hopefully then you might get chatting and you might realise that they feel something similar or they had a slightly different reaction. But it's it's partly I get to kind of revisit what I was thinking at the time of making it, which is useful. And it's also then about sort of starting to link perhaps little bodies of work together, kind of having to arrange things in the gallery in a particular way and think, well, this is kind of this type of work and this is this type of work. And sort of, I think I always go about it kind of backwards. I seem to make the work because I'm sort of, without wanting to sound too pretentious about it but I am I'm sort of obviously drawn to do it in some way I'm not doing it to I certainly don't feel like I'm doing it to make money or to sort of trophy bag certain sort of you know like idealized locations or things like that um or, or as a sort of technical achievement or anything like that I'm I'm I'm, I'm out there and I'm drawn to, to to photograph it and uh and then, then I have to sort of work out why later so it's it's really helping me work out why a bit but it's taking me a long time I'm not quite sure I know why and maybe that's okay but it's it's really interesting as a process to go through and I and again not to harp on about about lockdowns but obviously one of the the big absences for all the time that the shop was closed was those conversations and I found it much harder to make new work when I when I wasn't also having a reason to print it and to put it in front of people or to even print it and then look at it and think, actually, no one should see this. It's terrible. <laughs> and put it to one side, which is another part of the process. But it's there's definitely a, a feedback loop that I've got used to and, uh, and it's become part of the process. And it's I'm really pleased to have it back, even though, you know, I have to say probably most of the feedback is 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 very odd. <laughs> it's kind of you get lots of opinions and it's strange. But so every now and again, there are just little gems you know little lovely things that people say or, or, or you realize you've had the same conversation several times and that must be a thing and so listen to it pay attention to what you're noticing you know that's brilliant I think um that you what you're doing I think this is what this is my assessment of you <laughs> you think that what you're doing when you're creating your work is you've achieved this thing that's really hard for photographers to achieve and that is to create work that, because you love doing it and not because you think it as you say is, is it will sell or because um other photographers doing something similar or that's the way you photograph or your customers will like it but when you when you um photograph work that's just truly something that's that you respond to it becomes really authentic and then people are drawn to it so it's like a it's like a loop that a lot of people can't get out of um because they 
that you have to have these this validation. Um, but I think what you've done is you've you've gone through that naturally. So you're allowing yourself to naturally create um, work that you're you love. And actually, I thought, what I found really interesting about you is that I think that you can tell me if I'm wrong here. But I think um, photographers you you they look like the work not look like the work, but they are like their work when they get to that place. So when you look at um, images of maybe I'm just trying to think Charlie Waite maybe and you're looking at the image you can tell you can see his personality in those images can't you it's a very genteel kind of Englishman kind of um I, I won't talk too much about that but you know you, you look at other photographers work and you can you can sort of feel their personality and I can actually see in your work your personality is very very calm and gentle and um very beautiful so um, yeah, that's my that's my <laughs> that's my assessment. I have to look at your work and talking to you briefly about that because that kind of it all fits. And then when we go back to um, why you're drawn to it, um, I was going to ask you. I wondered whether maybe because I don't know where you were born or anything, um, whether you grew up in that landscape, whether you have this. What I'm going to assume is that you have a real strong connection to this landscape, and. That's where those real kind of the real desire to photograph some things, these real connections. Um, so I'm going to ask you now: <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly right. Yeah, I, I, um, I grew up. I was born in Brighton, and I grew up here. And I had a few years in London in in the early 2000s, the kind of the wilderness years. <laughs> I had to, lots of people from Brighton moved to London for work for a while, and then spend years trying to come back. Um, so yeah, but other than that, I was I've, I've lived here my whole life. Um, and when I was, you know, when I was a kid, we would go, we would go to the beach, of course. But what a lot of people who live in Brighton do when the beach is busy is go somewhere else. And we would go up to the kind of there's a country park on the edge of town. There's the there's the quite easily accessible couple of places you can get to on the downs where you can drive a car and you can just jump out of the car and run around. We definitely did a lot of that. And then I, I when I was about 12, I think I got my first mountain bike and was and set off and went off with a friend. I think we, at some point, I was about 12 or 13, we cycled to Portsmouth, which is miles away. Um, but it was his idea and we just set off and we went and we got out into the landscape and we had fun and we had an adventure. And it, it, there are lots of, there's lots of that, that went on for years. My teenage years were mostly on a bike, riding on the downs. I was, I was a terrible sort of teenager and I didn't, I don't think I was particularly kind of, um, you know, hell raising or anything. I was far more interested in being really good at wheelies, you know, or, or finding a really good path to ride my bike really fast down and you know crash into trees and so there's that I've had that connection with the place and I've had a, I've known it in different ways I think so it's kind of a you know sort of childlike bit of exploration at the beginning probably just certain places that have vague memories of these kind of places and then the bike stuff that was all about it was all about maps and it was all about lo- looking for locations and ideas it was mostly about finding down downhill bits <laughs> fast bits um but that's very different to obviously looking for photos but it's actually i'm in the same places i'm in the same areas there's lots of places where i take photographs now that i can remember being a teenager and you know being there when i was 16 or something so i think it, yeah there's a deep there's a deep connection that 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 goes back a long way and now yeah if i realize every house i've lived in in brighton bar the very first one you can see the downs from from the window. You could see the same little clump of trees on the top of the downs on the edge of town, um, and I can see it. You know, if I look out the window over there now, so it's 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 it's, it's not a deliberate plan to stay in. In a way, it's very unadventurous. I'm in the same place I grew up, but it's definitely a, a connection that I feel increasingly kind of. This is the place I know best, and it would be impossibly hard to get to know somewhere else like this. 
Um, I could move somewhere else and spend another 40 years there, but it wouldn't be the same type of knowledge. It's those childhood experiences and things I think that make it. And it, I think the, 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 the real, the, the advantage of having spent a brief time living in London and living away from the coast and living away from the hills and living away from greenery was, was just how brilliant it felt to get back and come back to a place where within sort of 10 minutes you could be on a hill. I used to hate the, the endless sprawl of London. I, I had a good time living there, but it took me an hour and a half to leave just to get near a hill to go for a bike ride or to go outside for a walk. And it, so it was, it, I think I really, that, that coming back to Brighton in this, I think it was 2009, really rekindled a sense of like, oh, okay, this is, this is better than I thought it was. I'm really pleased we're back. And as soon as we came back, one of the first things we did was, was you know, go up onto the downs and sit and watch the sun go down from Devil's Dyke or somewhere. You know, it was became part of the part of the routine again so yeah it's you're right i think it's a it's a it's a deeper connection than just kind of you know looking at a bunch of photo locations and turning up to them or or, or just somewhere i happen to have moved recently i mean I, I quite like the idea of exploring somewhere new but um this this is somewhere i can't imagine knowing yeah, yeah this is different you know i'm terrible if i go on holiday somewhere and i want i want to take a photo to say look i've been here but i don't feel like i'm ever going to get it right because I don't know it. I'm just there that day. What if that's the rubbish day or something? I don't know. You know. No, that's right. I know I feel that as well. And, that, and the more that I, I uh, observe um, photographers work and the more that I, I think about photography, um, I, I do think that that's your, that's the beauty of your work, actually, that that's your area. You've got these connections and that's why it's so, that's why it works. Um, I often look at, um, photographers and you know they they say to me well what would you want to go do you, do you want to go to like Greece to photograph I don't know I'm just making up locations so but do you want to get to Greece or Australia or actually I wouldn't mind going to Australia <laughs> so we'll take that one out um but you know places like Jordan and you know these these places that you would go and photograph I'm like well no not really because I don't have any connection with them so actually I've got um more and more in my my life I've I've actually got no desire very little desire to travel anywhere outside Scotland and the UK. The UK coast, there's a few other areas in the coast in the UK, but Scotland and the Scottish Isles is just really all I want to do now because of those connections that I have with it. And I think that's um, that's why the, the work um, means something to me. Mm. And I think the same, the same for you. So there's no need to go on holiday. Just, <laughs> just have That's a lucky cause staycation I can't at the moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Trying to make you feel better about not going on holiday. Yeah. I mean, it's not to say I don't want to go. I think I think that's what I've realised. It's like it's not. Um, it's actually been quite liberating to to be able to travel. Uh, we were supposed to come up to Scotland. Actually, we were supposed to come up to Inverness in uh, in March 2020. That got cancelled right at the start of the lockdowns. That was going to be our, our big trip around that time of year and um it was those sorts of trips of I, I, I think once upon a time I would have I would have taken all the cameras and I would have tried to take some photos while I was there and I probably wouldn't have really enjoyed the process and I probably would have felt I had to and it would have been nice to see and everything but I never would have really been happy with them and now I, I feel like when we go on those trips I, I you know I take a small camera and I enjoy it and it's pictures of yeah. it's pictures of the holiday not pictures for for That's selling it. for for work it, and it's it's been really liberating actually to enjoy those holidays in a different way and hey if I get a picture that I like that I might print stick on my wall great but I know before I even go that I'm not going to be trying to put that in the gallery yes I'm glad you said that actually because I, I feel exact same we've just 
well, we just decided to go. We sometimes go down to Cornwall for a holiday in the middle of the summer, not in the middle of the summer, in June. Um, so, um, but it's not like ideal conditions. I, I would, if I was going somewhere to photograph, it'd be winter. Um, so I just go without my cameras. And that's why we go, actually, so I can leave my cameras behind. <laughs> I go with my partner. We go somewhere where I'm going to leave my cameras behind because otherwise it just becomes about me photographing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I feel very, very similar to you about that. I think that if I, if I went abroad as well, I would just take my phone, have a holiday. <laughs> yeah, it's inter- it's one of those things, isn't it, that you hear said to people a lot or said a lot, that kind of, you know, you've got to find your find your voice or find your style or be yourself and those things. And they're, they're quite kind of, it's you know, it's impossibly hard to define and most people are a bit baffled. I've been baffled by that lots of times. I must find my own style but you're so surrounded by everything and it's impossible you're constantly doubting and thinking is it me is it me is it me and I think it often it does come down to that it doesn't have to be local but it has to just be something that it's just meaning isn't it what they really mean is that you have to find something that means something to you and that you're going to make even if no one else sees it likes it does anything with it it's just something that what what would you do if there was no one left on earth and you had a camera <laughs> you know perhaps that's it I don't know it's I hope, I hope you're right. It's really nice to hear that, 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 that you think that the work is, is is you know, sort of matches me in some way and is feels like my stuff. But it's, um, yeah, I think it's it's that just sort of beginning to embrace that connection with it and, and not worry so much about who sees it, what anyone, you know, which is, which is mad for my living is showing it to people. But it's, it's having the kind of... Um, confidence to just kind of just roll with it and go I'm just gonna do this and it'll it'll probably be okay or it'll be terrible and no one ever has to see it but I did it and I'm pleased with it you know and the irony is that as soon as you let go of that you will sell more because that that is what happens yeah I I agree I really agree I mean it's it's always a lovely surprise when that happens I mean some of the the earlier photos I took in Brighton um in the sea uh I, I was fairly convinced that no one would really get that, you know. Well, I don't understand. It's a boy in the sea. What's that? It just says swim area on it, and it's a picture of a. Well, it's nothing. It's it. But the number of people that are connected with a few of those early pictures has been fantastic. And I've met a whole community of swimmers because they get it because they've been there too, and it means something to them, and they understand that feeling and that that viewpoint and that kind of whole thing around about being in the sea. And I, I was really surprised. I, I did that completely just off. I just wanted to do it. I didn't really think it was anything and it's turned into probably half the work I do now. That's that's the advice. That's the advice we should give to people then. You know, it's it, it, if you want to find something, you know, to find your, your style of photography, just do something because you want to do it. <laughs> yeah. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. It's, very, very it's, it's so simple, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Very simple. Yeah. So the swim thing, just briefly, um, you've been, I've been seeing more and more of your swim photos. Is it, are you, are you, working in parallel with the the landscape and the seascapes because i see you going more towards the sea i think i'm probably i'm ooh, depends on time scale i suppose i think there's a little there's an element of of the lockdowns in that during during the first lockdown in particular i was because um, the gallery's on the beach so i was i was down there a lot anyway even though it was closed i was down there doing all the kind of slightly mundane you know packing up orders and taking things to the post office and i was trying to entertain myself by by going in the sea so i i definitely shifted a bit during the last year to more sea stuff just out of a sort of mixture of laziness and practicality um and uh and then also i think there's an element of um i'm probably uh 
probably what you're seeing probably is, is, is publicly I'm probably putting out more watery stuff um but I think that's also I'm embarrassed to admit the volume of water photography I have I mean it's it's definitely something that is not a you sit there for an hour and take you know if I go on a hill in the morning I might take 30 pictures and it's almost certainly coalesces quite quickly around one composition and then it's just about the light or something else moving gently over an hour or so uh in the sea often it's a few hundred a time and of that there might be you know two or three that come from that day if I'm lucky often none um but it but over time I've I've actually I've been swimming I realized uh and taking photos for five years this year which it still feels like very new to me I thought this was quite a kind of new thing and actually that's half the time I've been doing sort of work for the gallery so it's quite a big thing and I know so what I'm doing at the moment a bit with a bit of the time I had during the, the second lockdown um was was going through some of that work and pulling out things and kind of going actually well what, what am I doing here what am I what's what do I enjoy what do I like looking at uh, what do I seem to keep doing and then sort of letting that percolate in my head somewhere and now I'm probably feeding that a bit by going out and shooting a bit more in that whatever I'm enjoying trying to find those conditions a bit more often perhaps um but also I think just um I'm giving myself a over this summer it's the first summer I think where I haven't um kind of actively really been pushing the the sort of early mornings out on the hills as much again just giving myself a bit of a break um and saying actually it's okay not to get up at four o'clock um I will if it looks interesting and I feel like it but I'm I'm trying to let myself off the hook and say actually that it's also a really good time to go and explore um the south coast where the, where the cliffs are at the seven sisters and beachy head spectacular chalk cliffs that you can you can swim near but it's a bit it takes a bit more work and I need to learn that landscape quite carefully because of the kind of various sort of not overwhelming dangers but it's a little bit dangerous so I've learned I've, I've tried to give myself that time instead so rather than kind of ruining myself by going out at four in the morning and being very tired for the rest of the day I've been saying actually I'm not going to do that so much in the last few months I'm going to go in the middle of the day and I'm going to go and follow the water conditions and if it's a smooth day or a, a tide is a particular way or I'm going to swim in this location and try and learn you know is this safe here is this are there rocks is it dangerous what's the currents like you know trying to be safe basically so I've I've, I've actually not I've, I've done an awful lot more swimming this year than I've taken photos but I've also started to sort of try and organize this sort of enormous mountain of photos into something a bit more coherent to to see if it works into a bit more of a body of work i'm not sure where it's going yeah it's that process it it takes a long time doesn't it when you start a new type of um photography i've Mm. been doing more underwater in fact just recently actually but it's i've noticed it's taken me as you say a lot of time to figure out what am i leaning towards why am i doing it what am i trying to capture what you know and, and it's just that natural sort of process of evolving your photography it just takes a while doesn't it um, but I'm quite interested. Do you, just personally, do you swim far? Because it looks like you're you've swum quite a long way with your camera. Yeah, is that like, practically is that? I do. I'm reaching my limit. I think that's the other thing this year. I've realised I've I've sort of hit the place. I've I've kind of feel like I'm I'm comfortable over a certain distance, and I can swim. I don't know, a kilometre, kilometre and a half or something in one direction, and then do the same back again and feel safe. Um, depending on tides and things, and that's that's fine but it's it's a little bit limiting on where I can access the sea and how far I want to swim there are places I really want to get to and spend a bit more time in um so I'm having to sort of and I'm I'm not a a, you know I'm not a a sort of I've not been a swimmer all my life at all I barely swam in the sea as a kid um I did it on holidays but I never did it in Brighton which is weird 
So I feel like I'm sort of making up for lost time a bit, but I'm having to sort of learn this as I go. And I'm not, I don't think I'm a particularly um, elegant swimmer. <laughs> I'm certainly no kind of, um, you know, selkie or anything. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm probably a bit splashy and a bit, you know, chaotic, but, but I've sort of over time, I've managed to build up a bit of kind of stamina with it and worked out how to, how to lug the camera and things. So I do swim a fair way, but it's, it's, I'm trying to now work out the practicalities of, of getting a bit further. Um, I'm, I'm looking into kind of paddleboard assisted swimming so I can paddle out on a paddleboard and then, but I still need to be in the sea to take the pictures. I can't do it from the board. So I'll have to paddle out, learn paddleboarding first. <laughs> paddleboard, jump in the sea, take the pictures, get back on the board, strap the camera down yeah. and paddle back. Yeah, that's doable actually. I was, that's what I was going to say, just paddle out. Um, I, I take my paddleboard out quite often. The camera just sits mm. on it. But if you had, if you, um, you know, had a bungee on your your leg, then you wouldn't lose the board, and you could just jump yeah. in. Yeah, it feels like it's the, probably the way to cover. There's a few places that are, you know, a kind of mile, mile and a half, um, down one way, and then the same back. So it's it's not, you know, plenty of people could swim that without thinking. But it's it's taking the big camera and uh, and spending the time as well. It's I'm, that's why I'm I'm concentrating this summer. At this point, the sea is warm down here, so I can swim for much longer than I can in the winter when I'm really, really limited by um, death. Uh, yeah, so, exactly. Uh, I don't want to hit that point. That's not worth it. So, yeah, it's, but it's an adventure, I think. That's why I'm, I'm really, uh, maybe I'm just putting more watery stuff out there into the world because I feel like it's it's a really new, exciting kind of adventure and I'm I'm just enjoying myself. And it, the, the interesting, well, I don't know if it's interesting, but the, the thing that surprises me, I think, is that... Um, I I started swimming because I had a, a gallery on the beach and it's you know it's like twenty meters to the water. It's really close, so it seemed silly not to to go in in the summer. Um, so I began kind of paddling a bit, and swimming a bit, and having fun in the water. And then when I began swimming a bit more, sort of seriously, going out kind of deeper and further and things, this was all about having um about not doing photography. <laughs> this was supposed to be not photography. Um, it was supposed to be the antidote to the stress of running the gallery. So I, and, and I did get that from it, uh, and I still do. But it's it was never about taking pictures. The idea was this is the separate thing that kind of, you know, gets me. I get down there in the morning, and I cycle down there, and I feel hot, and I get in the water, and I feel calm and relaxed. And then I go in the gallery, and I speak more calmly to people because I've been in the sea. Um, and and that's still true. But actually, after a few months, I thought, actually, this is glorious. I have to try and photograph this. And now it's become this big thing. So I've accidentally invented this thing I'm doing, but I'm having to sort I'm making it up as I go along and I'm quite enjoying making it up as I go along. And I'm quite enjoying the absolute stupidity of it. It's, it, I don't know what you find, but I, you know, there's so much nonsense. It's so, it's so the opposite of crafting a, a landscape image and I love that process I don't want to stop doing that I get a lot from that of, of kind of really working something out like a puzzle and kind of I need to be here and maybe this time of year and then the, the lights over there and the hills will look really and that's a really nice especially the kind of slightly more long lens kind of elements of hills and things tessellating together it's really pleasing to line that all up and do that I get a lot from that but photography in the sea is nothing like that it's absolutely stupid it's the silliest place to use a camera you can imagine so it's all just playful. It really brings a lightness. It's impossible to take too seriously because every now and again a wave hits you in the face or, you know, you get really cold and shivery afterwards and you feel a bit silly or, or really you just, you know, the number of times I've come out of the sea in the summer and kind of got to the gallery door and I've got a camera in my hand and I'm opening my own gallery so they know it's me and someone's waiting there to buy something and I'm sort of standing there basically in my pants, you know, kind of like, oh, 
could you just give me just two minutes just to get changed? And they kind of follow me in and so I'm just going to, could you just, do, do you mind just waiting outside while I just get changed? And sorry, I'm dripping all over you. So it's a, it's a, it's a silly thing. It's fun. And that's, that's what I get from it too. I really don't want it to sound like it's too, uh, too, it's thoughtful, but it's not, it's not meant to be serious. It's not meant to be sort of deadly, deadly serious all the time at all. I take it seriously, but I, I have fun doing it and that's really important to me. I think you're just being led in the, you know, and, and you're allowing yourself to evolve your, your work. It's exactly what I'm doing at the moment as well. So I, I see when I look back at my history, I see why things have happened, why things have happened along the way and the natural sort of process because we've allowed it to happen. It seems to me like you've opened your gallery by the sea, you've gone into the water. You're just allowing yourself to um, you know, play and evolve your, your work in a really natural way. So I think it's brilliant. One of the things I was I was talking to, uh, I don't know if you know Ma- Niall Meehan. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was talking to him the other day, actually. He's... Um, He'll be on the podcast as well. And one of the things that he said, and I wholeheartedly agree with this, I um, have done the same thing where swimming was just swimming. And now then I wanted to be creative because that's just how I am. And he said he didn't know what came first, (laughs) whether the desire to make images came first and then the swimming or the swimming and then the images came first. So you're not alone, basically. There's three of us that I found so (laughs) feel the same. (laughs) I love Neil's work. It's it's so glorious. Yeah, he's really and I and I love the, uh, you know, again he looks like he's having fun, and you can tell. And it's a it's obviously a big community of people, um, and and it, it, the portraits that he does in the water are yeah. just spectacular. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of his work. It's it's really lovely. I really hope I can get out there one day and uh, and go and say hi. And, and also he just makes that that place looks just glorious for a swim. I'm I'm excited to just go and. Uh, and try it out. I've got a friend who who travels a lot for work, and he's 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 been there once and said hello to Neil when he was out there. It's my normal sort of swim buddy from Brighton who is ticking off all sorts of places he goes. Whenever he goes away for work, he tries to get in the sea somewhere. So, but that's um yeah, I, it, it's I think I get that from Neil's work a lot is that it's that that sense of fun and playfulness. But actually, he's he's also making his images, which really make you feel something. Yeah, he's great. I, it's probably one of the places that I'd like to go to as well, I've got to say. After saying that, I don't want to go anywhere. But <laughs> the Irish coast is probably quite attractive to me as well. Um, he actually hasn't been photographing for very long, so which was astounded me. So he mm. is not actually a photographer. He's probably been, um, I think it was maybe under a year he's had this this camera that he doesn't really know <laughs> how, how it, it works completely yet which is just so amazing to hear I love hearing things like that so um yeah he was really interesting um but the, his observation of which which come first not really sure anymore it's just intertwined now and it's just your love of creativity and and water you put them together um it, it comes through doesn't it but you, your sea image is just just wonderful I just think that when you get those silky glassy days of the on the yeah. sea oh, it's just divine <laughs> So nice. I know those days are so special. Although I really, I mean, I really enjoy. I mean, it's even the the days of the big swell, big swell with a bit of wind running across the top. So the sea's just got the most beautiful texture, and it's got these little swells. Well, it's not they're not even that big from the shore. It looks quite small, but it's just big enough to swallow your head. You know, everything that's bigger than your head feels huge. So it's that. But um, you know, that those conditions where the view just comes and goes. I really enjoy seeing that happen and kind of the, the sensation of the waves just being so enormous and it's not you get out and you look at it and you think oh that's you know not too bad but 
it's a really interesting viewpoint. It's a really, I mean, it's it's the same in a way. It reminds me of when I used to, you know, I still do quite often. You know, they say change, change your viewpoint. You want to take an interesting picture, change your viewpoint. Stick your head on the ground, you know, put your head right down next to the ground and things look amazing. So it's a little bit like that, I think. And it's, um, but also, I mean, I realised, um, you know, again, in speaking to people over time, I think probably because of the way I started doing the sea photography, and like I say, it wasn't supposed to be photography and it felt quite separate from the other work. And quite playful and silly and all of that but actually looking at it over time and and how it's evolved and the things that I'm enjoying sort of the sort of the sort of images I enjoy taking the most in the sea like you say those kind of either those sort of glassy days with lots of little ripples or days with kind of nice kind of big shapes kind of quite graphic shapes of sea running through um I kind of realized actually I'm doing the same thing I'm it's the same as the landscape work it's the same thing I'm looking for simple shapes and patterns and color blocks and you know often kind of slightly abstract kind of not quite sure of maybe a uh, an odd sense of scale sometimes um and it's it's interesting to realize that i'm led to the same the same thing um and and i'm doing it particularly at the edge of the downs that's why i quite enjoy being under the cliffs because the, the the very the cliffs are the most ro- you know the rolling rolling hills above the cliffs it really you can see that they're just perfect rolling fields and then they've just been hacked off and fallen into the sea and here you are underneath and you're kind of swimming over the tops of where these rolling places used to be photographing rolling water instead of rolling land and it's a really nice sort of it's not a thing that I think about all the time when I'm doing it but it's it's a nicely circular thing and and the landscape around me is a is a water-formed landscape this was a seabed and it's been eroded very gently because it's chalk so it doesn't have kind of ravines and cliffy craggy bits it's all very smooth so it's a really I, again this i think this comes from conversations with customers this is people looking at one thing and looking at the other on the wall and kind of going oh i see you really like these kind of shapes and you go oh yeah, yes i do it's very deliberate but it's you know it's it's really nice to realize that i'm sort of searching for those same things and it's it's kind of come it's coming back full circle again and you know back to that sort of just love of of, of sort of observing and looking and letting your brain wander into places and you know catch the catch the same thing without thinking too hard about it I, I really enjoy it yeah I can definitely see the the similarity between the landscape and the seasick work or it's, it's starting to evolve probably I think it's starting to to appear anyway and um, with the colors and the, the minimalistic and the patterns and the shapes definitely so it's it's um it'd be nice to see where you go with it all <laughs> So that that has been that has been a really really interesting chat. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you can just tell us where everybody can find you online, so they can go and look up your work right now. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, well, if you want to see it, I think um, well the main website with all the work on is brightonphotography.com. That's the gallery website. That's got the most kind of comprehensive collection of my work. I think uh, finhopson.com has also, but I am. Like all other photographers, not very good at updating my own website as often as I should. Um, I am Finn Hop, F I N H O P, on Instagram, uh, and you can find the gallery via that as well. Um, and the same on Twitter as well. Actually, I'm, I probably, I think of all the social media things, I still really like Twitter. Brilliant. Thank you, and thank you so much for chatting with me today. Thanks for listening today. I'm truly grateful for you taking the time out to listen in. If you feel inspired in any way, I'd really appreciate it if you could share or review the show. You can also share it on Instagram and tag me or reach out with any thoughts. I'm at Margaret Soraya and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.